On episode 34 of DevTalk, I speak to Codrina Merigo about testing your Xamarin app. Welcome to another episode of DevTalk. My name is Kerry Lothrop, and today's guest is Codrina Merigo. Codrina is a software engineer at Fresenius Medical Care in Italy, and I'm very happy to have you on the show. Hello, Codrina. Hello. Thank you, Kerry, for inviting me. Uh, Italy, uh, you're, you're welcome. Thank you for being my guest. Um, Italy is right now a, uh, a completely in lockdown, and you are very close to uh, where the, the basically the the worst place to be right now regarding the coronavirus situation. How, how are you hanging in there? Yeah, for unfortunately, this is my sixth week uh, isolated, but I have more time to focus and study and do presentation and. Yeah, it's kind of difficult, but we're moving on. Yeah, uh, so we're in lockdown too in Germany. I've I've been at home for three weeks, and um, but but it it hasn't gotten as as bad as in Italy Italy yet. So keeping our fingers crossed, and and I hope you you are not too affected, and and uh, people around you, people you know, uh, are not either. So. Um, uh, we just talked before, and you said uh, no direct contacts uh, have passed away yet. So I'm I'm hoping it stays that way. Yeah, hopefully. The, also, the numbers are de- decreasing these days, and hope that everything will end soon. Yeah, but this is this is good social distancing. We're in two different countries, and still we can do this stuff. And I see you're doing other stuff that you can do remotely. I heard you are a mentor. How does that work? Yes, I am a monitor for coding coach. Basically, people who want help around Xamarin or web development, they just contact me and ask me if I want to be their mentor. Mm -hmm. I currently have four mentees. Two of them are students that just came across Xamarin, maybe, I don't know, just surfing the web. And they were mm-hmm. very interested to understand how this really works. And uh, the other ones are young professionals that ask me something like, I don't know, um, which is the best model, if you model part, and you should suggest us and stuff like that. It's very, it's very fun also, because I'm also learning with them and trying to yeah give my best okay and this this is centrally organized and you can just sign up that you you're looking for a mentor or you're looking for a mentee and then they they get you together yeah the site is still work in progress so nowadays the mentees contact me directly like on twitter or by email mm-hmm. but they also have a slack channel where people can ask a lot of questions and uh, the specialized people can answer it's also very interesting to see how the people from all around the world gather together and speak about technology. Yeah, this this might also be a really good thing to do uh, during these times when uh, to to I mean, like like uh, watching plural sites videos is one thing, and but you can also really get somebody to help uh, help you get started with the technologies. So that's that's a really cool idea. Yeah, they also ask me for valuable resources, like uh, from all this Pluralsight video, wha- which one should I uh, follow or from the books? And I try to give mm-hmm. them the best yeah. things I found online. 
And one other thing, so we met in person at the Xamarin Expert Day last October in Cologne when people still met at conferences. And uh, you were you had a presentation there and I was following you what you've been doing since then. And I just uh, saw a few weeks ago that you were speaking at .NET Conf. So, so for those who don't know, .NET Conf is a remote virtual conference. Uh, it's always been that format. And you have one of the presentations there, and and I was really surprised and happy to see that you were participating. Yeah, I had the luck that I met James Montemagno in Cologne, and mm -hmm. then he asked me to speak at the .NET Conf about the UI and unit testing for summary. I must say that since Cologne, my life has changed because a lot of people contacted me to do remote session or live session and it get very excited. Cool, and and this is people who had, who attended Cologne or just saw that you were there. I think both. <laughs> also, some of the sponsors. <laughs> nice to see that we're having an impact. Yeah, and, and can you tell tell me a little bit about the experience there at .dot .econf? Yeah, for me it was, I think, <laughs> something very unexpected. I also feel very nervous, but it was very fun at the end. A lot of people contacted me during or after my session, asked me a lot of questions because I think testing is a very difficult part for developers to tackle with. And I managed to give them some tips and tricks. Maybe we can dig a little deeper into what you were talking about. So testing of Xamarin apps was the topic. Um, so that, that probably means there are different levels of testing or layers of testing that you can do? Yeah, so typically people start with basic unit testing. Mm -hmm. And usually unit testing is focused on the view model. If you're using a view model view, view model pattern or on your business logic. But also some of the developers tend to test uh, libraries or plugins, but they should remember that if a plugin is on the store, that it is already unit tested. So don't waste on time on that. You just yeah. need to focus on your own code. Then the second layer is your API or REST services testing. So mm -hmm. this is usually done in the other project. And uh, at the top, we have the UI testing, so the testing of your user interface. And in parallel, we should never forget the manual testing, even if it's done by a developer or by professional QI testers. Okay, yeah, and so there, there's tooling around all of these layers. I'm assuming the first two are not that different from what regular .NET developers use. Yeah, for the unit testing, you can use NUnit or XUnit or VS test. I mean, mm -hmm. your favorite unit test uh, framework. And uh, the same for your API or service testing if they're written in G Sharp or .NET, of course. Yeah. Um, and for the UI part, I show and I personally use Xamarin UI test uh, framework. Okay, um, so I've used that in the past. Can you tell us a little bit about uh, what what it is and how to use it? It's um, a framework 
that helps you <laughs> create the user interface test. It came mm -hmm. together with a console-like environment called uh, REPA, which stands for Read, Eval, Print, Loop. So okay. it's this uh, old-style console look uh, thing that you can uh, um, directly interface with uh, your application. And then if you assign an automation ID to every component or, uh, I don't know, a label or element of your interface, you can basically do some checks uh, on your interface and see if everything's, everything is okay. It's very, for me, it's very powerful. You only have um, this NuGet packet, packet and yeah, you just need to be <laughs> creative on writing your UI test after that. And you, you mentioned the repos. So how how does this work in theory uh, or, or in practice, actually? So you you have a, 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 an app, that app starts, then there's a screen. So you want to have to type in some credentials, maybe. Uh, then there's the next screen, and uh, you want to tap something there and see if something else shows up. Um, how, how would you do that? How would you get started with a test like that? So first, the first thing is that you will need a mock server or a mock service. So mm -hmm. you want to do your actual service. Then you can use both the simulator or your physical device connected to your computer. Then you, from your UI test project, you invoke this environment. And if everything gets up and running, this environment gets to the app variable. And with this variable, you can identify everything on the screen. There's also some IntelliSense on uh, this console-like environment. Then you write your test, something like, okay, if I fill in my username and password, and then I click on login, I should see another page. So you write your test and you run them. And the framework opens the application on the simulator or on the the phone and do the everything that you have written in the test. And then it's very common that people use assert to assert that everything works as expected. Yeah, so like in a regular unit test. Yeah, the difference that you are testing maybe, I don't know, some labels, entry text, or you can also impersonate the user with gestures like swiping and all things mm -hmm. like that. Okay, and so and the REPL comes in where? How do you use that? You can write a test to invoke that uh, environment that it stays connected to your phone and everything you can interact from REPL. It's exactly the viewport of your phone. So imagine if, if you have a long page, in order to see elements that are down the page, you'll need to scroll. So it's also important that uh, you don't... Uh, take anything from for granted. Even if you created the page and you know that, I don't know, a button is down there, you should scroll to see it. Mm -hmm. So in, in the, like the very most primitive way of UI testing, you would have exact coordinates where the testing framework taps. And, and you're saying uh, we have, we assign IDs to all our UI elements, and then we can use the, uh, that app variable to access those 
elements by the, that ID or by that, that type. And then you just say, I want to uh, tap that or double tap that, or I want to swipe on that. And, and it just does it for you. Yeah. And uh, if you select an element from REPL, REPL will give you also the coordinates if you want to be very specific on that. Or you can calculate they also at runtime. Mm -hmm. But usually, since you're if you're designing for multiple form factors, then you would try to like do everything by ID to avoid it and and not not coordinates, right? Yeah, I usually prefer the automation ID. I also added a slogan to our <laughs> internal developer channel that automation ID is your best friend. So I go for that. Okay, cool. And have you used Xamarin Test Recorder? And I, do you know about the state of that? Unfortunately, when I started to dig in into UI testing, was not uh, maintained anymore. Mm -hmm. So I managed to find a version, but was not working on my computer. So unfortunately, I never used that. Okay, maybe should, um, I should tell because because I, I have used it. Um, so the idea was that you you start the app and then you uh, you actually do whatever you want to do in the app. You tap and you enter some some code, some text maybe, and you swipe, and all this gets recorded. And basically, the C sharp code uh, that you need in your test method gets produced um, in real time as you're doing that. And it was great for demos and maybe also good for getting started, but typically you would have to do some tweaking afterwards. It, it wouldn't produce exact, um, the, like the perfect test code. It would, for example, just assume that an element was already there when in reality you would have to wait for that element to be there, um, things like that. And I know there are APIs in, in Xamarin UI tests to, to do that, but it, it, it was little help and I'm sad they're not maintaining it. But it is it is completely possible, especially especially using the REPL to write the tests without that. Yeah, now that you mentioned that you actually use that, I'm also sad. Also because on Android, especially, you need to do a lot of waiting in order to get your elements. So I know that feeling. Mm -hmm. And I the, the only time I ever really used it in a project was um, to... It, it was a it wasn't even a Xamarin app, so um, and it wasn't a native app either. It was a Cordova app, so it was actually completely web based, and even that was possible. So you could go to the web view and then use use CSS selectors to access that element that you wanted wanted to tap or you wanted to read out. So I, I thought that was um, a, nice that they had thought about that and and enable that and, and they're not just focusing on on you, you can test any app using that framework sad that they don't use it anymore yeah no I, but i meant xamarin ui test you can you can just use it to to uh, also use well um, write tests for like a native app so I, I thought that was pretty cool yeah yeah sure you also can use any installed app you might have on your phone so if anyone gives you an app, you can UI test that for sure. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty cool. So you have this test, and 
what do you do with it? So do you, you, of course, you as a developer, you have this phone attached to your computer and then you execute the test and the, the phone magically moves and that's pretty cool. Uh, and, and, but what comes next? How do you, how do you get that running like for your, your smoke test or yeah, how do you uh, move all of that into your CI system? Okay, so if you have a CI system on premises, like I have at work, we just uh, created a project and from the pipeline, mm -hmm. we built uh, the project. And then we have a script because our continuous integration pipeline, it's on uh, a Mac machine. So in order to run the test on the Android, you need to open the Android simulator on the Mac machine. Mm -hmm. So after doing this, we open the simulator. Then we run the test on both Android and iOS. And then you also have a task to that draws the result from your TFS pipeline. It's uh, pretty simple to add them if you have uh, on-prem installation. Otherwise, if you're using Azure DevOps or if you're using AppCenter, actually AppCenter has a lot uh, to offer about UI testing. You can create uh, devices uh, test configuration. So you select your devices that you want to run or test um, and you upload your project to AppCenter. And the cool thing is that AppCenter runs your test on actual device and then gives you a report if everything went well or not. The same for Azure DevOps. It's um, always based on the AppCenter test uh, part. So this is what used to be called Xamarin Test Cloud, right? Yeah. Okay, and, and this is an impressive uh, technology. Uh, they they have actual devices lying there in some data center in Denmark, and uh, you can you run your code on that, and and there, uh, and you can say I want the the top one hundred devices by market share, and I want to run my tests on all of those devices, and different iOS versions, Android versions, and uh, different form factors, and and it just. Uh, executes your tests and you get screenshots and um, it's it's magic it's it's so helpful to uh, if you if you're shipping an app that uh, is for for uh, like a really broad audience uh, not just one device type it's a consumer app then this this is really valuable yeah because you may never know which phone or device has uh, your user i found it also very useful but unfortunately due to some po strange policy we cannot use app center so yeah hope for the future in order to cover a lot of devices okay yeah well it it has its limitations of course if you want to develop an app that has like a bluetooth connection to a local device then that that's a bit difficult, but anything that that interacts with the with the internet that that's possible. And a colleague of mine actually wrote a test just to see what their data center looks like. So he wrote a, a test uh, that takes screenshots from all the devices, and uh, you you can see how the devices are actually lying in the shelves there, 
and uh, he took a screenshot from the front and the back, not screenshot, the cam- camera, the front and back camera. And um, now he has these uh, pictures of neon light lighting at the on the ceiling and stuff like that. So they are actual devices, yeah. Yeah, so cool. And I, um, I'm also using a lot the screenshot uh, part, especially when a test is failing, so you can just open a screenshot and see what is missing. Yeah, and you can well, and then if you're using like like App Center and, and all these devices, you can also the screenshots. Maybe your test is green, but uh, you can't read the text because it's like white on white or something like that. Uh, so the screenshots also help. But but what is the technology you're using for the uh, the continuous integration? Oh, we're using uh, the Microsoft. How is it called? VSTS. Okay. Based yeah, on so TFS. On, on premises. Yeah. Okay, and um, I know that has uh, functionality. the The fourth type of test you mentioned was the the manual test. Are you also using that to organize which tests to do, or or is does manual testing mean you just try? We have. Uh, QA test on, on our team. So basically mm-hmm. what we do as developer is wor- working with the designer on the so-called BDD files. So the scenarios and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And the tester actually do the manual testing following uh, these files. And us as a developer, we also fo- focus on these uh, BDD files to write our test. Okay. So do you actually use something on top of that, like like the, the spec flow or the, um, uh, with, with this no. Gherkin syntax? No, but I, I believe it would be possible um, because basically a, a Xamarin UI test is just like an X-unit X test or N-unit test. It should be possible to just, well, the syntax is like uh, human readable. Given uh, a uh, running app or given a logged in user, when I click on or when I tap on this button, then this text should show up. And then, then you have this, this glue code that translates that human readable stuff into C-sharp code and runs that in your unit test. Yeah, I also have the read on the spec flow part and also uh, I think it's called page object model, but we mm-hmm. haven't adopted yet in our application at work. Okay. You you mentioned the different types of tests. How do you think those tests should be split up effort-wise? How how many UI tests should I have? How many unit tests? I think you ideally you should have a unit test for your view model. Mm-hmm. At least one unit test for your view model. For the user interface, I had a, a small debate the other day on Twitter with a developer that says that they have a lot of UI tests. Mm-hmm. I personally try to write just one per page with okay. the, the navigation. I think it also depends on your user interface. If you have something like switches that uh, handle visibility, you better uh, also UI test that part. Mm-hmm. And also, it's important that you don't write a test that is very long, so it depends uh, a lot of your uh, of your interface. And uh, 
yeah, we should all do the manual testing part. I think it's a, it's still at a 20% of the work nowadays. Yeah. So I see that some people are saying, well, UI testing is, we, we just do like a couple of smoke tests, but we don't do in-depth UI testing because it is a lot of work and because it is fragile. So it'll break as soon as we add a new feature, then we have to fix all the UI tests again. Is, is that something you've experienced? Yeah, because as I mentioned, the developers kind of hate this. So each time a um, developer does a comment, then the UI tests are running and they're mm -hmm. failing. They go like, oh no, what they have done. And I'm like, okay, you're adding a new entry or something like that. And I think it's important to keep also your UI test alive as you will do with the unit test. If you yeah. add something like a new field, you should unit test that. And do you run those tests all with your, like like each each push or each, uh, each pull request? We run them from the beta, for the beta version okay. of the application. That is once uh, every sprint, so once every two weeks. The, the UI tests only run every two weeks? Yeah. Okay, and the unit tests? The unit tests uh, depends on the on the developer. I personally also run them in local, mm -hmm. but yeah. So ideally they will run with each alpha, so each comment. Okay. But some of them, I must admit, they disable that. I don't know why. Well, I sometimes see, or a lot of times see the, you have the, for pull requests, uh, you, you, if you're working with pull requests, then you have, the tests all run on those pull requests and you have they have to all be green for you to be able to merge that pull request into master but that means that the unit tests must be uh, executable within like uh, five or ten minutes but uh, if they take all night then it's it's just better to do it all in a nightly test maybe something like that yeah it's uh, ideally to keep them very short in any case I mean, the unit, at least. Yeah. UI can take you some time mm -hmm. based also on the number. And yeah, as I told you, the the more experience I have is on the premises part. So there, UI test, it takes almost an hour because, you know, the Mac is not so powerful then. You can have the same on the App Center. So, yeah. but yeah. Well, and then on App Center, if your your UI test takes an hour, then that uh, that's actually money you're paying uh, because the, you're running on real devices and there's a, a cost associated to that. If it's local, then you could basically run that every night. But yeah, if it's if it's costing money, then you, you try to keep that not to not test any, everything, I guess. Yeah, one thing that I figured out running them locally is uh, not to have more than 20 UI tests per project because from some reasons they get time out uh, if you run them locally. You don't have this problem, of course, on App Center, but locally where we have uh, two projects with 20 UI tests per project just to ensure that they are all uh, running. 
So if, if people want to get started with, uh, with testing, uh, we heard a lot now, uh, where would you direct people? How, how, if you're writing your first, say, you know how to unit test, but you're writing your first UI test, where would people go? The first thing I think you have already your uh, solution. You can go directly to Visual Studio, add a new mm -hmm. Xamarin UI test project. And from there, you already have the startup stuff that it's already in place. Also, IntelliSense can help you. And maybe mm -hmm. your first UI test can be just app.repl in order to open this, uh, this environment. And then you can go after that directly to the documentation. But yeah, the project is already up and running from the Visual Studio template selector. Okay. Um, yeah, if you have any links uh, to like tutorials or the, the good place in the documentation to start, I'll, I'll just add those to the show notes. Yeah, sure. Okay. Uh, anything else we, uh, we missed? I also send you the link to my, uh, I call it my playground application. It's mm -hmm. a very basic application that has a, a login screen, some navigation. So I'm using that when showing people the UI tests and unit test part. There are already some UI tests there. And also on my blog, I have dealing with stuff like uh, waiting or scrolling that can uh, uh, make your test fail. So I'll give you everything. Okay, great. And I'll add a link to that .NET Conf presentation of yours. Okay. Great. Thank you very much, Kotlinia. Thank you. This has been another episode of DevTalk, and we'll see each other again in two weeks. Bye-bye. Okay.